Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You're now tuning to the other side, the other side of sports uh, with BOK Sports 980. Yeah. I'm your host, Laws. Yeah. In the building, we got Jeff. Yeah. We got Aaron. Yeah. No D today. He on vacation with the fam, but we're going to rock anyhow. Uh, it's a rainy day here in the nation's capital. And, um, you know, I, we started this, this podcast with heavy hearts because out in Texas, Houston, Texas, to be exact, uh, it's Hurricane Harvey. That's right, you already know. What's up, what's up with them always giving these hurricanes age name? I remember Hurricane Hugo. That was way back in the day. Um, but Hurricane Harvey has just been a devastation to the, the uh, Houston area. A lot of lot of homes and uh, underwater. Uh, people had to evacuate their apartments and, and, and homes and seek shelter elsewhere. Um, it's just really, it's really bad, you know? It's really bad. And I, and uh, it's kind of disheartening watching the news and how they're covering it because, you know, it, it, it just seems, um, you know, insensitive and in how, how the, the news story or how the news networks are, are covering the story. Um, you know, it, it really lacks a lot of empathy. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a bad situation, man. It's a bad situation. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all had a chance to hear about it and, and see some of the stuff that's going on with it. I'm sure. Um, y'all, y'all heard about uh, um, Joel Orstein closing his doors at the church, and then after social media went on him so so heavy, all of a, then he decided to open the doors of the church no! to let people in. Y'all hear about that? Uh-huh, I didn't hear what happened. So you know, so you know, Joe, so you know, Joe, Joe Austin, he owns a mega church down in, yeah. in Texas. And, he was and uh, the, the, the church holds 17. That they, they bought out the old, I think it's Houston Rockets Houston, Stadium yeah. or something like that. Right, yeah, so right. he he that, he turned that joint into a church. So that just kind of tell you what kind of congregation the Bama got. So apparently, the doors of the church were locked. So this is this dude who Instagram, he was like, you know, Joel Austin's church is closed. I'm here at the church. So he he got to the church. He's he's showing cars in a he's showing cars parked in the parking lot. And then he like he shows video like inside the church and you can see the junk drives a buttermilk biscuit inside the church. So then you know oh as the media like I mean as like social media gets a hold of it and everybody's like yeah you can't do this how you you know they start going in on them then all of a sudden like in the afternoon you know well he made some, he released some statements saying that you know with some pictures basically it looked like the basement of the church that was like you know show water and stuff like that and he was like well we don't have supplies and once the shelters get full then we'll we'll take in people and stuff like that 
But you know, people wasn't trying to hear it, dog. People wasn't trying to hear nah, it. Nah, um, excuse. Like, you knew the hurricane was coming. Why don't you have supplies? You should have been the first right. one with supplies. Right. Uh, and people need shelter. So what if the basement's flooded? It's nowhere else than a 17,000 stadium or seat stadium for people to be It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, Look, man, the Jonas is bull for the toilet. It's bogus, dog. I, 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 I just, right, it just, it just hurts me that you know somebody who who deems to represent Christ, represent God, and 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 just seems so insensitive or or lacks empathy in a situation that you know, if you're talking about what Christ represents, you know. Definitely, he he would be doing something for these people. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, especially if he had the capacity to house as many people as that church can house. I'm sure that the doors would not be locked or closed. Um, you know, but it, it, it's it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the church. And once again, it's like I, I, you know, Christians are already, and I'm a Christian. You know, it's it's already a misrepresentation of Christians out here. And then when you got a guy like this with the opportunity to to set a righteous standard for what Christ represents, you know what I'm saying, by going above and beyond and, and, and maybe even going outside of the confines of maybe even laws and different things that, that are there and maybe restricting him from doing stuff. But when we're talking about doing what's morally right on behalf of people, you know what I'm saying, the door should be open. And that's just the bottom line. The door should be open. Um, Perfect. So, so I just... You know, because of the situation is bad, you know, I, me personally, it's shown as it's sad. It's sad to see people, you know, have to be vacated from their homes and, and, uh, you know, just left to fend for themselves in whatever capacity they can. You know, I mean, a lot of people are trying to reach and contact their families and it's difficult for them. A lot of, a lot of people are just without food, you know, or without, you know, um, shelter. And, but there are people that are down there in the trenches that are, that are helping. And so, you know, um, the first thing I was trying to do is when I saw how the significance of the story and how serious it is, you know, it's like, how, how can we be of assistance? How can I, I help? So, you know, for our listeners and people out there that want to send supplies, maybe you got like uh, a, a, a cordless charger or something that you want to donate, toiletries or stuff like that. Um, you know, I found places where you can you can send that that stuff to. Um, and I'll put it up on the, on the IG page too, but need the address. So the address is 2646 South Loop, West Suite 100. And that's Houston, Texas, 77054. Um, we send supplies and different things of that, that magnitude um, to, to help. Uh, and it'll be distributed to, to people that are down there. So that's if you don't got no money, but you, you want to donate some stuff. We actually have in our home, we have like a, a, a box of just care packages that we we make for the homeless ourselves and we just give out so i i mean we were trying to figure out what we're going to do with it my wife and i so i'm gonna just go ahead and pack that up and and just and just ship it down there um because i know that you know people could put those things to good good use uh if you want to send money you know a lot of celebrities are donating money in different capacities uh so there's a website that you can donate money i think it's 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 i think it's sponsored through kevin hart um, but you know, through the Red Cross, and it, it, the website for that is www.cdn.crowdrise.com. So that's www.cdn.crowdrise.com. If you want to send donations or money to uh, help, you know, uh, in the relief 
efforts for for this uh, tragedy. Um, yeah, man, I, it's just it's, it's an unfortunate situation uh, for sure. But our prayers, you know, with the families, and you know, I definitely intend on doing more than just praying, but but also acting behind the prayers as well. So, uh, with that said, um, on to our, our show show as we we generally do it. So we got the show recaps today. And of course, we got the Game of Thrones finale, which was, you know what I'm saying, wild and crazy. So if you're not trying to hear the spoilers, then you need to just go ahead and fade like Jordan in the fourth quarter because they coming. I just want you to know they coming. Right, you already know. Um, Look, I was just going to say real quick, <clears throat> I think this is the only time where um, you allow to, you know, kind of uh, like spoil it off the rip. Like, because like people that take forever to watch the season finale, that's just uncalled for. So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely unacceptable, dog. If you ain't watching the season finale, I don't even know why you're watching the show to begin with. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Insecure, I'm going past that over to Aaron. He's handling that portion of the show this week. <laughs> the Joe just went, Joe just went su- 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 super wild left. You know what I'm saying? I can't even, I ain't got words for it, for real, for real. That job was OC. Oh, I'm out of here. And, 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 and for those who don't, you know, I guess we got millennials on here that listen to us. OC, out of control. That's what OC, you know, break the breakdown and definition. We put a lot of acronyms on here. Uh, some of them you just got to catch by context. We I ain't even going to go through all that. But, uh, yeah, so when we get to that, John Aaron, you know what I'm saying? I'm salute you. You're going to hold it down. That portion. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, starting with Game of Thrones, though, this week another monumental, epic episode. Which what? I feel like parallel the the other epic episodes. There hasn't <laughs> since one to t- man. This whole season was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing, and and really, I'm I'm not even the the finale was so good that I'm more concerned about how they going to continue it on the next like season when the jump come back like I'm just like how are they going top this cause this was this was epic this was epic they brought they covered every base uh, as far as like you know all the different characters and all the storylines that were that were existing in the, in, in the story and they covered it all they didn't leave no stone unturned my man Littlefinger got murked off break he's lying he lying oh my god Young, that jump was so. I did not see that coming a, my, a million miles away. No, I did not. Did y'all see that coming when y'all was watching that little thing? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I kind of did. And it's funny, I had seen Steve earlier in that day and he went two for two. He predicted uh, both things which came to fruition, which was that little finger would get murked and that uh, Jon Snow. Uh, who we obviously found out was, which we kind of knew, uh, that he would be uh, uh, Daenerys or whatever. So uh, I kind of saw it. I didn't know what happened right then and there or this episode. But, I mean, he just been sh- too shady, dog. Like, you can't be going like that for your whole life and that joint don't catch up with you. And you know, that just ain't how it oh, works. Nah, Bob. Yeah. But real quick, it was like the perfect storm, too, when you think about it. Like, everybody all in one place with the Starks that had that inf- information and uh and you know uh brand or whatever the three-eyed raven being there so like it was just nowhere for uh little finger to run 
it was nowhere to run, though. Nowhere to run to, baby. Bro, what are you talking about, man? No, they got him so I, like when she was like, "Yes, how do you how do you answer to those charges?" And then looked over at the Bama. He was like, "Huh? Yeah, well, who you talking about? What? 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 what you say, not Chuck?" Then the Bama like, you knew it was a rap city in the basement for my man when he when he fell to his knees was like, oh, "Please." Yeah. Yeah, the no. Yeah. I said, oh yeah. I said, oh. I said, my man up out of here, dog. Yeah, dog. yeah. He, uh, that dog, was a but, bad mood, dog. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad look, dog. You gotta stand with honor, dog. Catch that L like a man. You know? <laughs> and I win with it. But but it, but another part that got me, cause young, I almost, you know, I'm a, I, I, I do a lot of the, the the Instagramming and the tweeting for the for the for the. Uh, for the, uh, for the brand and stuff. Young, when my man Tyrion went in to go see his sister, dog, I had the, I had the, the meme queued up, dog. Rest in peace no! for the bam and everything. I had it just queued up, dog. I had went in there, I was like, oh yeah, he, he gone. Ain't no way he making it out of this joke. Ain't no way. Right? Yeah. And I and I like for a season finale, I was like, since they get to the end of the show, I was like, if they murk off a big time character, like that's gonna be monumental. And that'll that'll Perfect. it'll be something that everybody's gonna be talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I just I thought it was a foregone conclusion he was getting murked, dog. I, I was like, Yeah, he done. Put stick a fork in him. And then when he came back, I was like, Oh, dog, it if that if that if if there was commercials in this show, I'd have, I'd have put the, the Instagram joint out, dog, and had to delete the, the delete the joint, dog. <laughs> I, I just knew the band was up out of there, dog. I just knew it. So Johnny, <laughs> uh, then they had the dragons, Sub Zero dragons out there blowing the blowing the uh, the uh, Mister Freeze to the whole wall. They murked the whole wall down, man. Oh yeah, did you, see, did you yeah. did the even one of y'all how watch the inside the episode afterwards? Ah, dog, you always watch the inside the episode. Bro, I ain't watched the jump. You got to, yeah. you got to, dog. You be loafing, Harold. You got to watch. Do, it changed your whole perspective too. <laughs> it's so, so much so tough. Everything with all the storylines going yeah, on and so much and right, because sometimes, you know, some things be, inter- you know, for your interpretation, especially if you didn't read the books. So, like, something you might have kind of thought or maybe you were slightly in a different direction by watching inside the episode. It'll it'll kind of clarify. You'd be like, oh, OK, like, boom, boom, and you'll put it all together. So, like, mm-hmm. you got to do that because they was just basically telling the story, like, how they've been able to keep that wall afloat for 8,000 years because, obviously, the Night King never had a dragon. So it took that long to secure secure something that would be able to bring the wall down. And so now Uh, after 8,000 years, just stuff like that. You know oh, I mean? that joke like just siced it. <laughs> yeah. That joke just siced it, dog. Oh man, dog, that's crazy. This joke crazy. Then Brand telling the whole story about about oh, Jon yeah. Snow and the Targaryen youngin and how they falling in love, dog. It just yeah, young. This this joke heated up. It heated up real nice. Um, for a season finale, I, I had to put that in my 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 top three season finale jumps uh, all time. For sure, yeah. Um, it it was good, dog. It was good. So when it, when does it come back on? When is it? How long we gotta wait till? Uh, 2018. Yeah. Nah, dog. They not doing that to the people. Yeah, they are. I mean, we are. We, in theory, dog, we we about to be in the fourth quarter, of seventeen. 
So it's really not that long when you think about it. But Don, but how they gonna keep all the characters together to do this jump for two? Did, did they tape it already, or they about to start shooting again? In October, they supposedly are supposed to be filming it. Oh, oh, young, I just I don't like that long layover, dog. I don't like that. Oh, hold you on, hold flight, on, hold on. Dog. I, Them long I, layovers. I just, I just got some information that. Uh, that is reportedly March uh, 2019 because there's a countdown clock. Yep. So uh, yeah, okay. that's a blow. That's a blow. Yeah. They going to draw it out on us. Ah, that's man. a long time to have to stay that's alive just to watch time. seven episodes. <laughs> 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 I ain't doing you guys. Y'all like it happened, y'all. It's boring, but you think it's going to be somebody going to die away for the seven episodes. Girl, how they going oh, like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, young, and with this Bama Trump at the helm, though, a whole lot of stuff can happen, man. This Bama... That's right. You already know. It's ridiculous, though. So, oh, hey, yeah, Game of Thrones is epic. We done told you everything that happened, but you can go watch and get the visuals if you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just is what it is. If you like uh, seeing how the story come together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we ain't tell you everything. He's lying. He lying. Thing, but we told you yeah. the good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, if you want the visuals, yeah, go back and, and peep. Um, Insecure this week, like I said, though, that jump was old. See Genesis, dog. Perfect. Aaron, go ahead, dog. It's a, it's on you. Take it away. <laughs> what you want the people to know? Now, I mean, you could cover most of the episode. It's just that one scene that everybody is like up in arms about. Um, I kind of have a question, but yeah, I don't know. Both so, of y'all married now, so, so I don't even know if y'all can answer the question. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Go go ahead, dog. But I'm gonna say this: I didn't see that one coming, dog. What? I didn't see that one coming. Neither did she. But, but but uh go go ahead what, what, what are you about to say what's your question i mean you just go skip the whole episode and just get nah but nah not nah. i mean young this what you want you tell them about the episode nah i thought i was out, all right, all right. okay here okay here you go he's out here dying their life away which i don't i don't get I, the one thing that i don't like about the show now and this it's just kind of turned this, this last episode did it for me even though it's been happening for a couple episodes, but I, I feel like it's over-sexualized. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here, because it's getting ridiculous. I feel like her character is over-sexualized, and like, to be a black show, it, it's really, I want to say it's showing us in a negative light, but it's like, it is, kind of. And I know that a lot of this is realistic, and I know that this happens in a lot of people's minds and lives and stuff like that, but to me, it's just, it's like she, she I, I don't know, dog. And maybe this is what happens, but. I, but she is like self-declared in a whole phase. So it's like, I don't know how else you would kind of cover some of these things without like getting right to it. When you say over-sexualized, what you, what you mean by that? A lot of smashing. I, I just, <laughs> what, what, what you say, not I just, I just mean like, like her whole focus in life. Is just to get get some action. Cannot win with him. Like she just wake up, but you she she parked her whip across the street, and then she's just like, I gotta get some action. I want winner. But she's going through something that's... right now, based yeah, on but that's what I was going to say. I don't think that's. I mean, that's I get, I life, get it. Dog. That's what you got. I get it, dog. We know a lot of youngins like this. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't been doing the education. No, I mean, I get it, dog. I get it. Hey, look, young. I can be on an island. I'm used to it, but. What I'm gonna say is this: This youngin is out of control, dog. Oh, she is. The show, this sh- <laughs> she's out of control, no, I mean, and like it's, it's like I mean, like it's none it's of her friends is trying to tell her to get her other friends. She, 
They all slept. Nah, not right, all of <laughs> One John married, you know what I mean? The one, you know, because they try to focus yeah, yeah, on yeah, that, yeah, which yeah. the whole story went to her ability to, like, you know, please a man, how, you know, that's like a major key or whatever. And so that's how they even got to, you know, that, that ending that you all uh, <laughs> alluded to. Um, so, like, you know, so she got it. So, I mean, it's not, but but the thing is, like, it's real. There's a lot of people that's going through this and kind of figuring things out. And it's like phases in their life is different, uh, uh, you know, journeys in pe- di- different people's lives. So I think that's why a lot of people can relate with the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, young, the, the other young and she messing with the married dude, that young gonna fail. It's, it's, oh it's, my it's, gosh, man. This is bad all the way around, dog. So, so you know, there's one there's one scene that just was OC. And, I, and I, the question is, do, is it necessary? Was it necessary? Was it a necessary part of the show? Because... I just, I don't know, dog. Like, I just feel like, it, to me, to me, to me, it like gave, it gave the show like a very like a crude look. Oh, what that joint was? Yeah. Too, maybe, that joint was, and maybe, was that too maybe crude in him in the right word. That was too Yeah, dog. I, I just, I mean, you weren't prepared for it. You nah, was, it's shocked. That's all. That's it. Hey, I wasn't prepared for you, right? But you got, but you got ease up and kind of relax sometimes, dog. Like I know, you know, obviously, like yo, you know, I'm straight laced, dog. But I'm not you, really you know straight laced. I mean, oh, I mean but but you, 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 you know what I mean? We, the audience probably gathers. You know what I mean? You religious, and you know, you don't run from that, and that's that's great. But I think those joints kind of come through sometimes, and and some of your views on stuff. So I think sometimes you gotta ease up. You know what I mean? Me and Aaron, me and Aaron be trying to you know, like, walk you off the I mean, Yeah, because that's this is like the reality of life, and you gotta you can't make it seem like this stuff doesn't exist. That's like no, why I'm not saying it don't exist. Yeah, I'll just finish and say this, and then you got it, Aaron. Like, that's why, like, NWA, you know, they started rapping like that just because they was reporting what was going on, but society was trying to make it seem like what they were saying was in reality. So you can't make it seem like these things aren't reality, that that they're not happening just because they might be too much for you. And so that's what I say, but you got it. Okay. Yeah, and I was also going to say, you should watch the post-show roundup on this show, too, because it puts it in context, and... Just for me, like when some of the stuff happens, it's almost like, oh, it's not just me kind of sort of situations like watching the show because we don't have a lot of shows that depict a lot of the like little just subtle things that go on. You know what I mean? With black people, black relationships and things like that. So even Mm -hmm. though this was something that, trust me, none of us was expecting to see and it had me rolling around on the floor like in disbelief, it's like it's real. And if you watch the full show to see her explanation of that scene, like why she put it in there and like just kind of dancing around like the details of it, it makes perfect sense. And you might approach it in a different way or look at it in a different way. Well, okay. Okay. I'm I'm open to uh, a different perspective. I'm open to that. So I know it's egregious. No, no, no. I'm going to try to keep it as peachy as I possibly can. Okay. All right. (laughs) So in the post-show roundup, she was basically saying that she wanted to put that in there to kind of have a discussion about because there's kind of, I don't know if it's a stereotype or kind of a stigma with black girls and oral sex or whatever. And so my question, which might be rhetorical because I don't expect you or Jeff <laughs> to answer the question, is like, 
is this a real thing? Does it sometimes come across like black girls might have more inhibitions when it comes to oral sex and maybe feeling disrespected by things that aren't intended to be disrespectful based on whatever, you know what I mean, struggles and other things that happen in life, period. But is this like a real thing where let's say if it was a, a Caucasian girl or a Spanish girl or an Indian girl, you know what I mean? They might not have taken that particular thing that happened in that scene as disrespectful and got pissed off. And, you know what I mean? And kind of stormed off in a way. And then even beyond that, not, if you would have finished the job all the way, that's about as much as I can say, you know what I mean? Then that would have never happened if Jeff and Harold follow me on that. That's another thing that kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say too much. You know, you know what I'm getting Because I can explain it if you want me to, Harold, but this is a family show. So do you follow what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> he tried Yo, like, I was, I was on like, I was on edge. I'm like, Yo, is he gonna give him the go ahead? Because nah, nah. I was following where you was going. I just wanted to laugh at the devil. And, and then so... the just dropped. Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. In your experiences, do you think that's a real thing where that needs conversation? Where you, where you oh, go? Gosh, where having man. a physical situation with somebody of another ethnicity? Ethnicity. Um, might be different in the way that a black woman might have a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to that act, for one. What? And for two, certain things that aren't intended to be disrespectful, they may take as you being disrespectful to them, i.e. what happened in the scene. What are you talking about, man? And then kind of to piggyback off of that is even the fact that she didn't all the way finish the job, which would have prevented that disrespectful thing from happening in the first place. So what I'm saying is, he's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. You know, he's an idiot. Next question. Do you think this is a real thing, or is this just a stigma, another stereotype? Uh, that's the question. Jeff. <laughs> um, so the actual the stigma, as far as like what, like black girls uh, giving a. Uh, like oral or yeah, like, like or, or that whole or like the or or like the uh you know the the uh you know in your face action you know what what to say not to yeah, uh, those are those are two differences it's the rules and regulations just surrounding so, it like you got a list of don't xyz so, here and don't do this and nah, i'm always gonna so, do this and let me know nah, so like all that kind of stuff like opposite uh, women from you know i guess other ethnicities they don't seem to mind as much. They wouldn't necessarily need like a warning or, you know, like like yeah. Aaron mentioned, they just gonna finish the uh, the, the job or, or what, what have you. But it, as far as Bro, what are you uh, talking you know, about, man? Uh, black women uh, experiences have been like, yeah, like it, it might be an issue, particularly if like you don't give them a a a, a forewarning. That's whether. Like you're gonna actually, you know, finish in, you know, them. Uh, I don't know if you might want to hit you with the uh, the punch there, or you know, uh, whether it's gonna be, you know, in the the facial action. So, but I, they they want a heads up. So that's what I believe to be the case. So that my, but her reaction was was a little bit like extra, but um, 
that's kind of like my two cents on the situation. Yeah, I don't know what Aaron feels and what you feel, Errol. I mean, I'll say, you know, what we heard. My, it ain't got to be personal experience. What we heard. No, no, no. I mean, you know, I, I just think that I think there is a difference. I think that there is, you know, there's there's differences between cultures. I mean, any cultures, and a lot of a lot of those differences come from I think culturally, socially acceptable. Yeah, exactly. People. Yeah, and so. I, yeah, the scene. The that, scene was was. I think you, her, her response had, was was definitely. You a, you, you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much. You this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I I think that if people are deciding that they want to be intimate in that fashion, that. And this goes back to what I've said on the show for, for as long as we talk about relationships and stuff, there needs to be conversations and there needs to be discussions around, you know, levels of intimacy, what's permissible and what's not permissible. When people just go in with assumptions and, and not really clear or clarifying what's acceptable yeah. to them or what's not acceptable to them or what they're OK with and what they're not OK with, you know, breeds for situations like this to occur. And. You know, in this this situation, you know, lack of communication or, you know, unwritten rules per se that weren't expressed or, or, or clarified. And you, you know, she wasn't aware of the experiences that he has or the experiences that she has, you know, and that not being on the, on the table uh, calls for this, this situation and calls for it to go left. And anytime you're involved, like to this level of intimacy, there's an area where things can go left if you're not, you know. If it's not clarified, um, I mean, there are people who have, you know, have relations and things go fine, and it, this type of situations like this do not occur. Um, uh, and people with tolerance level for things to happen in sexual experiences just not even defined and not even confined. They're all for expiration and stuff like that. I mean, there are people out there like that, and then there's other people who just are very conservative and they don't really have those that that free lane to be like that. Now, does culture and race play a part in that? It can. Um, but I, I just think there's, I can't say that it's, it's all the way across the board like that. I mean, or speaking uh, in generalities to say it is like, it's like that. Of course. And, and beyond that, I'd be curious, you know how people send you emails and write and stuff like that. From a female's perspective, I'd be genuinely interested to know like what they perceive, why they perceive some of these things to be disrespectful, like from their point of view. Because okay, the, yeah, that's all fair. guys on the show and we have our perspective because we the ones, you know, with the tools. What? But from their perspective, yeah. like, why? I just want to know, like, just to be able to kind of balance, what's the difference? Like, from their perspective, why do they see things the way that they see things when it comes to or, that particular act? Like, yeah, feel free to write the show at blksports980 at gmail.com. And, and, and I um, do hope that this is just a phase of the show. I hope it doesn't, like, continue down this lane to where it seems like Every week, it's like more and more and more, kind of. Like, like is it? Is turn. it? Because, because this is like shock value. Like, I feel like it's like, like we gonna do this, Joe, and it's gonna provide shock value to all the people. Even though it's real, it's like I feel like they were just like this. Let's give them the shock value of the Joe. Like, it felt that way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I know it's a, and I know it's a HBO, and I know they got you know free range. I mean, and all the, stuff. Uh, the other thing, on, the other thing, the other thing too. Like, I think you gotta realize like the comedic aspect of it too. Even though it's a real show, but like you know, what I mean, by nature, like Issa's just like a comedian. That's why I like her 
you know, her different takes and, 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 and like, you know, for certain scenes and certain things, like kind of like the whole awkwardness of it, like that's an aspect of, of it as well. So I think, you know, kind of just like the, she felt disrespected, but like the shock of it is supposed to be like an aspect of like some people view it as funny, like maybe because a young and that don't happen to them where they might've been like, damn, I, I remember that I was lunching off or I, I, you know, I reacted or whatever. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like an aspect that you you know you might want to look at as well. And the last thing I want to add is one, you gotta look at the po- the uh, post show roundup, and two, okay. look at we're ha- everybody's having a conversation about this. Like I left watching the post show and knowing that she wrote that herself as like young East is a genius. Like a lot of people are having this conversation based on that one scene. Like if it would have been a more subtle thing. It wouldn't be something that we would be talking about, right? I, Cannot win true. with him. That's Cannot true. coach with him. Can't do it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I y'all, get it. Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? It is a sports show, dog. <laughs> so we, we, we spent too long. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go to another shock value. Uh, thing Matthew Stafford signs a five-year deal for 135 million, roughly 27 per year through 2022. Um, it, it, did he deserve it? Is he overpaid? How does this affect Kirk Cousins and his deal? Um, San Fran you know, have to pay. You said who? Oh, San Frank. You saw you saw Hoya the other night, though. Hoya looked shocked. That preseason, Joe. Five for five. Yeah, dog. I told I told people, yeah, Brian Hoyer is good for 15, 15 plays scripted. But once the once the once the script falls apart, this bad boy get to doing his old stuff. Nah. No, we was together when we watched that Houston playoff game where he threw four interceptions. Get him out of here. He's done for me forever. I don't ever want to see him snap or throw a football for the rest of my life. Oh, so so Matthew Stafford, like, okay, did he deserve the money? I mean, you gotta look at the market, dog. Like, I mean, like, that's what it is. Like, it's going up. The players in football should have been making more money. I mean, he just he just came in at the right time. When you look at his rookie contract and his contract as well, I mean, no, he's already made a hundred million before. Not yet. He already exactly. had one, say, one big contract. Yeah, I think so. This will have made him like two hundred forty-six million. I think they say it was like Ooh. before the age of thirty-five. He's so going like, to retire the richest player, or making the more money than anybody in football ever. It, it's possible because, like I said, him. just the timing. It was yeah. Just, yeah, it was the timing on it. He just beat the new when they changed over the CBA, right? You know, but, and got seven you know, <laughs> exactly. And then now, yeah, I mean, he's been pretty good. I mean, they made the playoffs two in the last four years. I mean, people would love to see them first win the division, like, because ever since Aaron Rodgers has been there, he hasn't been able to do that. And, you know, uh, and then them win a playoff game. But, you know, they should have won that one against Dallas, if we're being honest with they, where they blew that call, you know. But, hey, uh, I think he he deserved the money when you look at the overall, um, the climate of it and, and, and the timing of it. And, I mean, he's a solid quarterback. I mean, he's probably top. 15 in the league like the quarterback position yeah and so the quarterback position is the hardest position in all the sports so like when you one of the best 15 because shoot we see how many teams don't got a quarterback that's right you already know so mm-hmm. yeah and every time ain't got a quarterback every time an elite quarterback gets a deal it's gonna break the record so just prepare right. for it because Aaron Rodgers right. is about to be due up again and a couple of other people so it's going and to that's how 
and that's how the uh, skins royally screwed the Kirk Cousins jump. You know what I mean? Because they're going to have him in there looking like he one of those guys when they He's should not have had one of those guys. Yeah. First of all, he, yeah. first of all, let me just be clear because today we was on the chat real heavy and Bams was trying. Oh, Kirk Cousins is the best thing y'all ever had. Who y'all had since him? Y'all, I don't <laughs> care about that, dog. First of all, Kirk Cousins, right? Let's just be clear. He's not the best player on the team. No way he should be getting paid all that money. He's not the best player on the team. Okay? These guys that we're talking about, Matthew Stafford's the best player on his on that team. He's the best player. Aaron Rodgers, best player. These guys at Tom Brady. I and Tom Brady, you know, he took the pay cuts, whatever, whatever. But like these Bamas that are getting paid, this super guap, they're the best players on their team. Kirk Cousins is not in that in that realm to me, and from the looks of preseason, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bad season for this dude. People saying preseason doesn't mean anything, dog. You throwing pick sixes in the, in the preseason game, I don't. I, it means something to but me. But they dog. are who we thought. I'm sorry, they were. I just can't like negate that or just push that aside. You already know Kirk Cousins has confidence confidence issues and problems. And if that carries over to week one versus the Eagles. Get off Eagle. the field, big fella. You trash, big fella. He dogging you, big fella. Get off the field, big fella. Your ankles been broke, big fella. You got duck feet, big fella. Get off the field. It no, you just bad. trash, big fella. It could be bad. If he can't get on a good foot. They have it, to win that game. They have to win I don't the think game. they're going to win. It, and it's at home. But I just don't think they're going to win it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about the game. And then the Rams. And after that, they play the Raiders and Dallas. It's going to get brutal if they don't win those first two games. I just, I just, I just feel as though if Kirk Cousins, this is his starts this year out, and somehow he's two and four through the first six games, and he's trying to climb out of this hole of desperation, all this money that he's asking for, he's not going to get. I just, I I mean, somebody's going to pay him. I take that. Somebody's going to pay him. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody like I said, dog. Like I said, that's the hardest position in all the sports, dog. They, they teams wish they had quarterbacks out here, a bunch of them. So that's that's why that market is what it is. That's why somebody's gonna pay him. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, I just don't want to pay him here. Right. You already know. I'm just nah, not willing to, to, to <laughs> give him, give him all that bread to have him looking like he's looking right now in the preseason. He getting thirty million now, and the bad mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> the offense looked like some garbage, you know? Then uh, ham, hamstring, you know, the whole the whole franchise, just like we've seen how the Ravens, ever since they gave Flacco all that money, they haven't been nearly as good. So that's, yeah, so you got, yeah. And they blame Flacco for everything. He hurt right now, and they blaming him. And everybody was so shocked. Oh, my God, you can't pay him or tag him the next year because you're going to pay $30 million or $28 million for the transition tag. And Matthew Stafford's averaging 28 So that's what the number is. Just get him out of here. Just get him out of here. It's not gonna happen though, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I mean, the oh. thing is, when you when we understand business, like it's just like they're not gonna have the balls to do that job, you know. So oh, you had the Redskins, and I hope they have to listen to this. You have to start planning not to have Kirk on your team. You have to plan right now and say we're not gonna have him on the roster. And when that time comes. You, you give him a deal, if yeah. the Bama don't take it, you, you're not tripping off of it. Because if you try to put all your eggs in one basket with tape on the bottom, trying to hold this basket together, all your eggs are going to be on the floor. It's just facts. Because because Kirk Cousins is not going to stay here, I don't think. And if 
You know, the only way he'll stay here is if he don't have no other option. Yeah, if he that's the only way he'll season, stay. He'll stay. He has a bad season, and then everybody's like, uh, and he's out there testing the market, and he can't get but 22 or 26, you know, and teams is kind of, I mean, that's a little low. I'm decisive, but I, you know what I mean. He not getting the number he looking for. Then he going to come crawling back to, to the skins, and then they take him. Nah, man. I, yeah. And the regime might not be here if he has a bad season. The whole thing probably gets blown up if they don't take a significant step forward this and, season. And, and that's the thing. In 2017, for some reason, these Redskins fans had this antiquated business or antiquated model in their heads of how championships are won and how organizations are built. It doesn't take five, six years anymore. We talking about two, three years a team can go from having four wins to being a playoff team. And they've been, he's been here, what, three, four years now? Three years. Yeah, well, he's been here four, but and then how long has Bruce Allen through. been here? How long has Jay Gruden been here? It's like oh, but this is they got this is also step forward, dog. You can't. It's either two options. This is how you get better in the NFL. You some sauce, and you get a top draft pick, and you you use those picks to bring in more talent. But middle of the road, eight and eight, nine seven seven nine. But don't get it. you better. Nah, dog. They love it here. You want that with Kurt? Go ahead, be my guest. Cause ain't nobody's talking about no eleven and five. Nobody's saying that. Everybody's saying at most nine and seven. If you saying ten and six, you're smoking hard drugs because they don't. It's not. They're not that good. So you you want you want to go eight and eight and then be picking at pick twenty? All these people that that was arguing me down, Justin Buns and. And, and Daryl Curry all want to argue me down about Kirk Cousins and what he should do, where he should be, and we need to keep him and stuff. Dog, all y'all teams got better? How? Being some trash. 49ers, the Bama's. They ain't better. Basically, lost them. But no, they, they no, but they're, hold on, hold on. They're better off. They're better off with Shanahan and, and, and that, that running that. the offense and stuff. They're better off. And they get Ruben Foster look like he's the, the real deal. You know what I'm saying? They got money. They're better off now than they were last year. Right? That, this is an organization. Fran. I hope they get huh? Kirk. I said, whoever's rooting for San Fran, I hope they get Kirk. They're not they getting Kirk, bro. They're not getting Kirk. Yo, Shanahan don't want Kirk. He don't Same. want him. He, he don't want him, dog. Then you got, on the other hand, the, the Cowboys, when they got the third pick the other year when Romo got hurt and they was trash, who they bringing? Ezekiel Elliott. Bama changed around the whole, all these offensive linemen, Bama's they got. They got it being sorry, dog. They didn't get it being eight and eight, nine and seven. If the Redskins want to get better, they get rid of Kirk. They ship him off and trade him. You know what I'm saying? Is he, he's leaving. He's not staying here. They, that ship has sailed. They could have got the number two overall pick for him, and they chose not to do it. It's done, though. But speaking of quarterback problems and controversies, there's a bunch of quarterbacks out there right now that have issues. Buffalo Bills signed some dude. What's, what's the dude's name? I don't, it's a no-name dude. To the Rock. Joe Blow. Signed a no-name dude because uh, Tyrod Taylor in concussion protocol, so they just signed a quarterback. Jets had their quarterback got hurt. Boy, Bryce Petty got hurt. Hagenberg had to come in. They trashed. The, the coach trying to make up stuff to to encourage his team. They need 
uh, Jacksonville quarterback issue, all these quarterback issues, and yet Colin Kaepernick cannot get a job, though? The, the list goes on. We just keep going down the line. All these sorry, no-name quarterbacks out here struggling. And and at the end of the day, it's going to hurt the management. It's going to hurt the coaches because they're going to be out of a job. Bringing these Joe Blows onto the squad just to it's ridiculous, though. It's ridiculous. So I mean, I don't, I don't know why they haven't done it yet. I thought it would have happened by now. I really did. I truly thought, you know, by by coming up a week forward, or the team would have just brought them on, um, you know, onto the team because there's a lot of pitiful quarterback b- backfields, though. Pitiful. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not surprised though. I think I think that joint was gonna be a super last resort thing, like for him to be on the roster because it would have been happening already. When coaches start to see their coaching lives go be- before their eyes, then that's when they're gonna start scrambling to bring them in for workouts and practice. Right now, I don't think anybody wants to be the first to kind of buck the system. But when these coaches and general managers start to see. I'm on my last leg. The fan base is killing me because my quarterback's trash and we might not win but three or four games. Then all of a sudden, you're going to see people start scrambling. He's going to come in for a workout and get signed to a team that he probably can't help because it's going to be way too late to pick up, this, pick up the system and get familiar with everybody, get your timing right, and go out there and be effective. So it's like a lose-lose at this point. It's almost better for him to yeah, kind of sit this season out you and sit it out. get on the team next year. But he won't get on the team next year, though, if he sits this season out. He almost has to come in into a bad situation and, like, prove himself because a year removed, that just adds to the excuses that they have. Right now, it's, he's a, he doesn't fit our system. Then after a year, we don't know if he can play football. He's been out of football a year, so we don't we don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's so another year going to make these sorry, bum, third-string Caucasians any better? It's still going to be a, a big gap as far as serviceable quarterbacks and then trash quarterbacks. It's not enough quarterbacks to go around for the team. So I just, I almost feel like a a regime change, like a new head coach getting a job after what the NFL is seeing going on this year. And like they thought not signing cap would make everything go away. But in turn, it kind of has made everything worse. So I almost feel like maybe if John Harbaugh gets fired and ends up somewhere else, or you know what I mean? Just a coaching change somewhere in a fresh mind, they might look at Kaepernick Differently come next year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and a trumpet might help too, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think the time just is going, just going to hurt the whole, the whole system. Um, you know, we still have protests going on. Um, you know, one, it's interesting, and um, you know, white players are starting to protest and step up. Seth DeValve, um, the dude from the Browns, who 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 was, you know, seen kneeling with the black players. His wife came out and she was basically like, don't, you know, don't make my husband out to be like the white hero, basically, which was a strong statement on her her account. Um, but she actually, she said, she said, um, uh, seeing my husband that moment reconfirmed a few things that I knew that, that the many in-depth conversations about race that Seth and I have had, um, that every interracial couple must have resonated and took root with him that um, that he knew that this was bigger than just one-on-one chatting with me over dinner and coffee and that he gets it beyond a simple desire to be uh, protective of me as his wife. I'm grateful for the widespread support and praise 
that Seth is getting for his actions. But I would like to offer a humble reminder that a man, a black man, literally lost his job for taking a knee. Week after week on his own, Colin Kaepernick bravely took a step and began a movement throughout the NFL. And he suffered a ridiculous amount of hate and threats and ultimately lost his life's work in, in, in the sport that he loves. We should not see Seth's participation as legitimizing this movement. Rather, he chose to be an ally of his black teammates. To center the focus on uh, his demonstration solely on Seth is to distract from what our real focus should be. Listening to the experiences and the voices of black people who are using their platforms to continue to bring this issue of racism in the U.S. to the forefront. Yeah, that, that, that was, that's a strong statement. Oh and written perfectly. Like, she need a camera in yeah. front of her. She sound better than most yeah. of these journalists out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, she goes on to say that Seth, as a white individual, never has and never will truly have to feel the weight and burden of racial discrimination and racial oppression. No white person does or will, but all white people should care and take a stand against its prevalence in our country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, yeah, mm. she needed... She might be a journalist on the low. She might be on the low. On the low. But uh, I appreciate those words and they're true. They ring true. You know, uh, a lot of times when you see, I, the narratives are already kind of like shifted a little bit with white players um, championing this this thing that it's like they're being seen as heroes and they're not being demonized the same way that the black players are. So hopefully that will continue. I know the season about to start. Like I said, I, I tell you, if the Jones is starting to get too too heavy, they'll do national anthems with just the, the fans out there and the players will be in the locker room until that's over and then they'll bring them out and then just start the game. Um to to just avoid the the you know the look of it. Um no, is is uh Zico Elliott, I guess he's putting in his his uh request to uh have the suspension reduced or removed. Um, Mike Florio is reporting that that it's possible that Elliot could end up starting the first week if you know if his appeal is denied that he'll take it I guess to the court system and then ask for an injunction and be able to like play until oh, yeah. that gentleman sorted out. Will he play the whole year? Year? I, mean, I don't think he's gonna miss any games this season. Like wow, after that's that new information, not that he won't be suspended. I guess eventually and have to take a game or two. But you know when it uh when it came to I think was it the Adrian Peterson thing? These things can go like till September of the next year. A yeah. lot of times. If it goes to the courts. Like if he doesn't just accept the pill getting rejected by Patel, because we know how that's gonna go. But if he sends it yeah. to the courts, he's gonna end up playing the whole year. Hmm. Dang. Well that's a that's a boost for those playing fantasy. You can pick them up because I mean, I, I think it'll get reduced. I think they'll give him uh, three games and, well, it, and just kind of like, I mean, would you, would you, would you, if you were his advisor, would you tell him to take the three games and just not chalk it up and then he'd be clean and clear? Not if you're innocent. I'm not taking anything. Mm. Okay. Especially with the evidence of the girl coming out and get, trying to get people to lie and getting caught, you know what I mean, in her story. Um, especially with it going to a court and it's not just Roger Goodell being judge, jury, and executioner. He's got a really good chance of winning. So why would you take anything? And you can't shake that mm-hmm. woman beater moniker ever. 
yeah, I agree. I agree. No dispute for me there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, something's going to happen. He put in. He put in a request today. Probably here from a week from now. Um, I, and unless you're saying that they just remove all the games and say no games, um, to take the games is an admission of guilt. You, you that's right. what you're basically saying. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, we will see how that plays out. Um, dog, did y'all before we get out of here? Oh, uh, Nationals is on fire. Them bad was like 28 games. <laughs> Like in first place, so we don't need to talk. Matt Scherzer came back from injury fried, you know. Um, Jason Worth came back from injury fried. Nationals, they just they look poised to win the championship. Hopefully they will. Oh, I don't say. Um, I jinxed it. <laughs> uh, who, who cares? Them Bama's either they gonna win it all, either they gonna win it all, or they gonna disappoint. Right, you're right. They disappoint this year. They be right in the boat with the Capitals. So I, I ain't even, I don't got no words. Uh, did y'all hear KD talking about why kids don't go to Maryland to uh, play basketball? Yeah, I saw it. So, so he said, he's like, I think a lot of kids, to be honest, they don't choose Maryland unless they play in an Under Armour system coming up. Shoe companies have a real big influence where these kids go. Nobody wants, wants to play in Under Armours. I'm sorry. Like the top kids don't because they all play in Nike. Everybody knows that. They just don't want to say anything. Is it? Do you think that's true? Think so, it's relevant? So something that he didn't kind of clarify in that article. First of all, all the new is wearing Under Armour. I see more Under Armour from kids like 24 and under than I see Nike's Jordans and everything else combined. That's first. And I play ball two, three times a week. But <laughs> the local uh, AAU teams are sponsored by Nike. So because that's what they're used to playing in, that might have had some validity, but Katie's isn't he okay. like almost our age? You know what I mean? That's like an old head perspective. A lot of the that's young an old guys, head perspective. Uh, the young dudes is wearing underarms. Surprises they, they me. Katie's still like probably like five years younger than us, so that's still like a you know what I mean. Like, that's true, nice. but he but he grew up but he grew up around Bama's like us though. So, I mean, you know, know we, we Nike. I mean, kicked I think, off, I, off until I, the last three or four years too. He was already think, seasoned in the league. Yeah, I, I, but and my thing is, I was gonna say that would only be partially true anyway, because I mean, like you said, in our age range, like it's not like Maryland was always an Under Armour school, like in Bama's locally still weren't going there. So like, I don't all the way agree with that. Like you can't pull that one on anybody that got some age on them. Man. Like you might be able to say that, and the young heads might be like, yeah, you you right. But anybody that grew up here and the scene that we see, all of the Bama still didn't go to Maryland anyway. Because Maryland refused, like for Gary Williams with a long, for a long time, he kind of refused to play the politics game of the eight. That's when like, the AAU kind of took off yeah. and started taking control of like a lot of these young players' futures. And that's kind of where it started. So once the perspective is kind of created, then it's kind of hard to shake that after that. Because there were a lot of, like, I think this area is the number one area for basketball in the country. Yeah. I yeah, felt that yeah, way for yeah. a long time. And it's no excuse that, you know what I mean, a lot of those top guys don't end up at Maryland. Yeah. Um, but I mean. No, I think I think if I was, if, if Maryland wanted to really recruit, like, for their school, what they all they gotta do, and you know, this why if they came talk to us, I gotta tell them what to do. Just get like two, three of your coaches 
and just sent him down to the Goodman League. They did. And just but let him he get ingratiated. Up. Remember they hired the one Bama that uh, got, uh, who is the light-skinned OC that ended up in China? <laughs> like they hired okay, him. Yeah. They got him out of K-State, but then he called a DUI his first year in Maryland and jacked him up. Oh, that was their plan the whole time uh, to kind of start playing the game, but then mess that joke. Yo, you got to play the game, dog. Just go down, go down to the... The Goodman League, chill out, you know, cook out with them, relax. You know what I'm saying? Just show your face all the time. Just go out to the tournament jumps. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then they'll they'll, they'll give you the talent. You ain't got to do nothing. It's some money involved, too. You got to sponsor yeah, right. some of these teams and get some shoes. You, you do. It's a little you do. more couple, than a little, little, couple little bit of steak dinners, but, you know, everybody doing it. They doing it all the time. the coaches, yeah. The coaches of these AAU teams is the, is the doorway to these kids. Yeah, no, because at the end of the day, you know, I mean, Gary Williams, that band was a coach for the longest time at Maryland. And, but you want to stay relevant, though, in this new age of basketball, you got to get the ringers. Got to have ringers on your squad. Um, Yeah, so that is, that is all that we got. Uh, Next week on the show, we going over the, 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 the teams. We going down the down the docket of the games, and we picking winners and losers for each game. And you already know I got the Eagles versus the Skins in the, in the first week. I'm just put that out there right now. Oh, Brick, I'm just saying, dog. Um, so we going to pick winners and losers. Uh, follow us at BLK Sports 980 on IG, iTunes. Uh, like you like you said earlier, you can email us at BLK Sports 980 at gmail.com. Uh, Questions, comments, whatever you want. Uh, follow uh, Where's Buffy podcast. Go ahead, check them out. Check out my man Vegas and Hip Hop Now. Uh, shout out to Glenn and Her podcast and check that out. Benny knows best for my for the hockey heads. Uh, that's all our family affiliates. And you going to get shots up, Aaron? Got to rest the knees for a couple of weeks. Didn't know. Uh, you got the tendonitis, though? Yeah, yeah but tell tendonitis is a killer. Oh, no, you yeah. know, it's time for I, braces, bro. I had to, uh, I had to sit it down for a sec, too. I, I don't really, you know, as you know, I don't, I don't be hooping like that no more, but I still usually run on the daily and lift and stuff like that. And I had to shut down the uh, lifting portion for, like, I had to take a week off off that same old head, oh. old head stuff right there. <laughs> it's depressing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. And I be getting a little uh, uh, tendonitis in the Achilles sometimes from running, so I had to chill out too for a little bit as well. But that blo- that's a blow because I I like that. I like you know the kind of in- you know the endorphins you get that make you feel good right. from exercise. It's just your overall feel. And so when you have to sit down, and naturally it helps you keep your your weight uh, at, at that name at that good uh, that good playing weight when you you know exercise. So. Like when you gotta sit out, on that don't be a blow. Oh, we gonna have to start swimming with the senior citizens because not everything we do take a toll on our bones and joints. Yeah, swimming is the only safe <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh man. Well, that's all we got today. That's our show. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak. Fine, Z. You do that to me. I'll How does it feel to be told to shut up?
We've talked about. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do feel? Do 